Sam Johnny the Stanton. We have Reginald Perryman, Shaka Williams. We are sorry. And this is the There Something About Real Estate podcast where we talk all things real estate. Woo! Let's get into it. <laughs> it's been Gra stressful night. Grandma's, Grandma's house. house. Generational wealth. And when do we sell? Yep. When do we sell? That was so, that leads right into it though. Actually. Yeah. 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 Um, so we have this handy article here on can we do that? Yeah. org for black families selling grandma's house. Home prices are up for black um black families. Is selling grandma's house uh the right choice? Um it it depends. Preference. So right? it let's talk a little bit about this article though. Right. I know that y'all so I think I didn't get a chance to read all the way through it, right. but the what I got was um there was a property in the family and um it was left to the children to care for after you know mom passed away. There was some back taxes on the house. Um the siblings argued about who would pay the taxes. Right. The taxes never got paid. And I guess it was bought or purchased maybe at auction by an investor. The right. investor re They actually sold it to the investor. Oh, before it foreclosed yeah. for the taxes. So no yeah. one would pay the taxes. They decided to sell to the investor. The investor fixed up the property and made, you know, really good yeah. money. So the price they sold it for, the investor split the property up into two units. Yeah. They end up selling um, one unit. End up being worth more than what he paid them for. Mm -hmm. So he like doubled or tripled his money. Yeah, it was like quadrupled. I think. Yeah. Go read the article. So now, <laughs> the fun. Well, it's not the funny part. So the grandson is the one they interviewed, mm -hmm. and he's like, "I still stay in the area." So I guess he's sitting like, "Man, we sold that house. Mm -hmm. Look at the area now." But in addition to that, he's like, "I'm renting a house." Then all mine. My parents and the, uh, the sisters, aunts, and all them, they all renting a house. Mm. But here's the house that we had. We just didn't want to pay the taxes. Pennies on, on the dollar. Yeah. Right? Taxes, not even pennies. Compared right? to what it was. They could have right. split that property up in two and a couple of them stayed in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, but then, so that's what my notes are on. That's kind of like hindsight is 2020 or after the yeah. person came in with their idea. Yep. Plus their ability to fund the idea. And now we can all of a sudden do these things. Right. And we weren't doing it before. I don't feel like it's hindsight. I feel like it's preparation, understanding. So, yeah, you I may not it. have been able to quadruple your money because you may not have had the means to go in and do whatever the repairs that that investor did. But right. you definitely should have been able to make more money than the back taxes. Right. Absolutely. You know what right. I mean? So that's that's my only, uh, that's my my opinion on that situation that we see that all the time though yeah I see all the time yeah. where somebody's losing the house actually i got a scenario right now i, I talked I to you about it the other day right? right uh where the you know grandma passed right they stand you know the the grandchildren are staying in the house but it's going into foreclosure because nobody wants to make the payments on the house yep and now they about to lose it and mm -hmm. now the banks is getting are getting uh uh, elaborate. They said, we're not even yep. going to talk to you. You need proof of funds for us to even consider not uh, starting the foreclosure process. Yeah. So, let's talk about taxes, back taxes, and, you know, like, we can go based on our area, uh, you know, in Detroit, depending on, I mean, I guess it just depends on the state equalized mm -hmm. value, but you could be as high, I mean, $10,000 is high anywhere in taxes, right? 
Yeah, I mean, you're talking about ten thousand. I'm because just saying, like, in it's, our area, it takes several years before. We'll be so, high in taxes. Way more than that. So you you can in, in certain areas you could be paying anywhere from six to ten thousand a year. That's right. what I'm saying. So if you're yeah, you're talking about per year. Yeah, per year. But we saying but so you foreclosure. So, so you must be there. three years yeah. behind. I'm, what I'm saying is, I just want to talk specifically about taxes per year, and I want right. somebody, one of us, to pick a high twelve thousand dollars. Okay, high. I've seen eighteen twenty. Even that's more. super high. Yeah, I mean that's really high. We saw so this area. He said grandma paid in 1960 paid seven thousand dollars for this house. Right. So that probably was not an area of eighteen thousand dollars taxes. But well, depends. Let's, let's, well, I mean, well, by what, the time they, make, yeah, they got it. Make? Well, I w- I would just say using a scenario using a Detroit property, right? Yeah. Those taxes probably would be two or three thousand a year. Okay. Right. Let's so say they're, they're three thousand dollars a year. Right. Mm-hmm. How much is that broken down per month? That's the three hundred dollars, like two fifty. Yep. So how how do we get far behind? And on taxes for three hundred dollars because we don't put the money aside. Then money coming a lump sum is doing a lump sum, and they make you can pay. Some areas don't have like you pay half now, pay the other half. Some areas do any city, do. cities have where you can set up a payment arrangement or just break it down monthly? I mean, do you have to have that available, or can you just go to your county or tax assessor office and make a monthly payment if that's what you have to do? Some of them, like here here in our area, like Wayne County, if you're behind. Then you can make payment arrangements. No, but not, here's not payment arrangements, but just payments. So yeah, so, so you don't get behind. Then so take a partial payment so that you don't get behind. Can I walk into the county and say, "Hey, this is I live at one two three ABC Street, and here's three hundred dollars." Yeah. First of all, where do you live at? For less than three thousand dollars a year. That's so. That's what I'm getting to. On a homeless free, and that's, free exactly. that's that's my point. I'm just like, saying. So pay. Just you. You know you can't live. So people want to live for free. And you can't. Yeah. Like free. how do how do we get to the point to where, as a community, we're not falling behind for three four hundred dollars a month where we can't find rent for well less than that. I have to say we got to keep in mind because the article talked about grandma's house, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So grandma's on a fixed income, maybe just getting social security. Mm-hmm. You got taxes, insurance, and maintenance on the property. But no one's so, going to come take your house for insurance. Right. But what I'm saying is you still want to insure the property and maybe grandma, the roof was leaking. She just spent six or 7000 to fix the roof. And then the tax is coming and she, her income is fixed. What if she right? patched that roof that was leaking? She can patch it. <laughs> well, it sounds like in this scenario, you had all these kids. Somebody should have been helping. And somebody should have been helping. And I think that's right. what that's I'm it. saying. Because so no excuses. This is, is this just is just that. like like one scenario on like a yeah. macro oh, yeah, it's of a bunch of them. tax foreclosures. Right. You know, like people on the news crying like, oh, my God, you know, I owe $9,000 in taxes and yep. they're taking my house. And this investor is coming in. And, you know, they're pushing us out. Right. I just want to know at what point do we get to the point of paying? Because there, it's, it's a lot less than what we can afford. You should have done it from the beginning. So if you're asking the question when, they should have, at the very beginning, start paying. If it's $3,000 a year in taxes. Right. And most of the time in grandma's house, you got two or three other 
uh, either um, the kids or the grandchildren staying there, they should have been paying yeah. fucking taxes. You know what I mean? And so like, I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, going forward, like this is supposed to be an informative show. Like, let's get to the point where we're not hearing these, reading these articles or seeing these news stories. Let's right. get in front of it. You know what I mean? Like, right. keep these houses in the family um, if you can. You know, pay the taxes. Right. Somebody give grandma $150. <laughs> yeah, give grandma 100 Everybody chip in, get grandma $150, $200. Yeah. Right? And she, every every three months, like, the tax bill come out is $3,000, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody chip in, get grandma 100 $200. Go pay six $700 on the taxes. Then a few months later, do it again. Go get yeah. gra- grandma. Another. And then next thing you know, before the next tax bill is due, the paid. old one's paid off. It don't have to be paid on time, but you're just chipping away at it. Exactly. I see what you're saying. But it's not going to happen because everybody's worried about what, oh, well, I'm doing this and this person ain't doing this. And then when she passes, yeah. everybody yeah, going to benefit from it, but I'm the one that did all the work. Right. And now all y'all And lost. then even in this story, you see where the siblings are arguing about who's going to pay taxes. And mm-hmm. they all lost. And then you Correct. Look, everybody loses. And right. now the grand, so we're, t- we're three generations in. Mm-hmm. The grandson is sitting here walking past his grandma, his family house. Like, right. man, that used to be a nice house. Right. I could have had or did something with, or my family could have left to me. Or let's yeah. go even further than that. They could have saved it and got it out of tax foreclosure. Not they didn't have to pay the entire nine thousand dollars. They could have paid. It depends on the cities. Yeah, city. we just well, we're just, we're just using, using that as a hypothetical right. number. Okay. Using Detroit, right. right? They could have got it out uh, paying three thousand dollars. So you mean that the family? How many people? How many did it talk about? How many kids? No, yeah. And, so this is not a Detroit article. This is in Maryland. That so, was in DC. You know, yeah. like same, same. Yeah, like we don't know what their laws are, but so we're we're basing this on Detroit, on Detroit, mm-hmm. and what we right. know about Detroit. Mm-hmm. But it's all the the urban communities and what we're seeing because part of this was the whole gentrification piece. Exactly, so we're seeing it in similar similar situations in different cities. So basically, what y'all saying is stop playing the victim all the time because you're not right. necessarily the victim if the if you didn't do what you were supposed to do and the investor came in and capitalized off of your negligence. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, here here's the here's the thing. He said everybody is now renting. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they all paying more than three or four hundred dollars a month, yeah. right? In mm-hmm. rent, so it was like it. It could have been a scenario where at the time they sold it, they didn't see the house worth repairing because of what the area was at that time. So, so. I think a lot of times we live in the area and we um, devalualize that. Mm-hmm area we can't you know we can't see in front of our nose basically you know right. so we're standing in it we're sitting in it it's like we've been here all this time you know we see the you know everything has been through whether it's been you know like the drugs mm-hmm. the prostitution the dilapidation right. like you know how we don't care for the properties in some of these communities and it's hard for us to step back and actually see the value in the property. Like, oh, this property has square footage. Oh, it's close to the downtown area. Oh, yep. it's close to the water. Right. We can't see this stuff because we're sitting in it and we don't have any value on it. Right. That's the first thing they say. First thing they say is, it's not worth what's owed on it. Right. That's the first thing they say, right? Right. Like, oh, yeah, it's a $100,000 mortgage on there. It's not worth 100000 all right, then right. let it go. And right. then when a the person goes and purchases it and, and uh, fixes it up, uses their money and takes right. that risk, and then they uh, get the benefit of it, don't be mad. Don't go crying um, victim. But this all, it goes back to what you said. It's not worth, 
how do you know what it's worth? A yeah. lot of people don't even do the research. Mm. They just say, okay, it needs a roof. It needs all this work. But then we owe this on it. It's not worth that. How do you know who did you talk to and who did you consult with before you let it go in taxes? Because it had to be worth something for an investor to buy it mm -hmm. and still have to put more money into it because a lot the market really determines the value, mm -hmm. right? Who, whatever the demand is. So if somebody's willing to buy it at any price, and put X amount of dollars into it, it's got to be some worth, value. There's some value, value. There, right? So a lot of times when I talk to people, or even like when I pull um, Wayne County uh, delinquent taxes, you'll look on there and you'll see people like, damn, they delinquent $8,000 and the house, they about to lose it in several months and the house worth 125000 You ride past it, everything looks nice and average, Worst case scenario, the inside might be messed up. Mm -hmm. It's still worth sixty, seventy thousand, but they owe six or seven. Why haven't they sold it or done anything with it? And then you see it go to tax mm -hmm. sale, and you like, damn. It's a lot of reasons why I think we have roadblocks right. emotionally, mentally. Um, you know, there are things going on that you can't just can't move yeah. in that space. Right. And then and, and there also may be finances. So right. maybe you do have enough money to save the house, pay the taxes, do a few repairs. Right. But do you have uh, the funds to do a conversion? So in this article, the investor did a conversion from a single family to a multi family right. property. And it sounds like it's a nice place. Um, so how much did that cost? Right. Because people also kind of look at that like after the fact and say, well, we had capped it. And, you know, we could have yeah. did that. And, you know, but could you? But could you really have done it? You may not have been able to do the conversion, but you, guess what you could have done? You could have made more money than the taxes. So a lot of times yeah. I always refer back to the uh, loan fellow. Right. And that, which I didn't even know Reggie was part of. <laughs> I think that if I had known that, we probably could have got them to, to do what was right, right? Right. But a lot of times, like you said, they are um, sentimental, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, then, and so they allow that to block them. And it costs them money. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I always tell people, like, the person I'm talking to right now, right. I told her, like, look, she, the first thing she said is it's not worth what's owed on it, but she want to keep it. Yeah. Well, it don't make sense. Yeah. Like, what? Okay, if you want to keep it, then you got to pay what's owed. Right. If you don't think that it's worth what's, what's owed, then let it go. Right. Right? Right. But um, a lot of people don't want to... And, and then when they get... Um, Adequate help. So, all right. So, in the, in the loan fella situation, that person yeah, was, was yeah. he was, uh, bruh, he had you on the, on one side telling him. Yep. And then he had us on the other side explaining to him what was going on. Yeah, the bank telling him. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody yeah, explaining to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you don't want to listen when you got the, when you, all right, I understand you may not know everybody. So, right. like the first person, like, I don't know. He might be trying to get over on me. Right. 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 Second person, all right, two people, two different people. Right. said the same thing, now you got to start perking up. You got to start yeah. understanding there might be some truth to what's being said. Right. And then the bank says it? Right. What? This is, this here, is a no-brainer. Here's the thing, like, in this scenario, like, say the family house, grandma's house, or whatever, the reason you sold it for that price was because you was trying to prevent foreclosure. Mm -hmm. But if you could have just paid the taxes, then you could have sat back and had some time to assess it and say, okay, what's this really worth? Can we put a little money into it and sell it for a lot more? 
or can we just sell it as is and sell it for a lot more because now we don't need to sell it by October or whatever the deadline is, right? Mm -hmm. So they could have brought some time by paying the taxes and then probably sold it and made a bigger profit on the property. And my question too is, do people even present these opportunities to their children before they sell to investors? So I don't know how old, did they say how old the young man was in the article? Um, He is, he's he's grown enough to know that they made a bad decision. Right. <laughs> he paying rent, right? So the yeah, reason he why, paying rent. The reason why I asked that question is because... He's 26. Okay, so he's 26. I don't know, you know, the time frame or the time difference, but... You know, curiosity is kind of like, you know, did the family also go to any of the children that were 18 or over? Mm -hmm. You know, some people who had capacity, you know, maybe a little job or something, ability to pay rent someplace and say, you know, um, here's what's going on with grandma's house. Right. You know, is it something that you want to take on um, before we make the sale that they even give those children an opportunity to keep that house in the family? I want to speak to the individual. There's always one person typically in the family who has the means yep. to be able to save it and they won't because they're being prideful too right yeah you being just as uh ignorant as the people that didn't pay the taxes when they were living there right right because all right you you're able to go save the house for three thousand dollars in Detroit, we're talking about Detroit. Or right. we just talk, we or just six get it. or nine, whatever yeah, it is, you got the money whatever. to do But that's why I was trying to find a high number. Yeah, like, yeah. 9,000, 9,000. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, yeah, when you pay the 9,000, other people are going to benefit from that. Right. All right, but so are you. Yeah. You're going to get back more than the 9,000 you invested. Right. And you can probably negotiate something with the family and say, hey, all right, y'all, so we don't lose the house. I'm going to pay the back taxes. Right. But in order for me to do that, I need whatever. Everybody is signed off yeah. saying, I'm going to get my nine first, and then we're going to split the difference. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? But those people are being honorary and saying, you know what? No, y'all not benefiting off of, yeah. off of grandma in her uh, when she's gone. You know what I mean? And now everybody lost. So this is this is one thing in an article the, the attorney said. It was an attorney to talk to. So a lot of people um, said, she said, when people don't have a will or a trust, mm-hmm. their chances of foreclosure and tax foreclosure, like, increase, like, I think she said by 80%. It was some percentage in there. And what we're talking about is true because if grandma would have had a will and said, this is my personal rep or my executive, yeah. and this is what you do, not a lot of money in the state, but it's a little bit of life insurance to bury me and take care of some things, They, the courts probably would have said, look, y'all about to lose this house. Why don't y'all sell it? Or why don't y'all pay the taxes? Because somebody could have jumped in and said, and then that person that had the money could have said, I'm going to loan the money to the estate. And then the courts would have said, this is how you structure it to get the, your money mm-hmm. back and being protected. But without um, people leaving some type of instructions for what to do. This is how you lose out. Agreed. So we tie generational wealth to real estate, but you only can benefit. You can only realize the wealth if you take advantage of the equity that's there. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you letting it go back to the bank or to the land contract mm-hmm. holder, mm-hmm. <laughs> or for taxes, then you're never gonna see that wealth. So- Let's get into this um, part right here where it says to sell or not to sell. For most American families, home equity is their largest asset. All right. And homeowners are much wealthier than renters. 
Americans who own homes in 2019 had a median net worth of 255,000, more than 40 times the median net worth of renters. So, um, where is that? So, Mm-hmm. That's in here. Median so that's income a, of two fifty five. No, based on the they said, equity in the yeah, property, the, the amount of equity in oh. the property. They're talking about across the country, so mm. everywhere is going to be different, right? Just like here is completely different in Oakland County than it is Wayne, Wayne for sure County, right? Be, and before you talk so, about that, I want to also hit on this where they talked about um, Americans' uh, racial wealth gap right. in twenty nineteen. The typical white family had. 184,000 in assets, while the typical black family had 23,000, according to an um, analysis by the Federal Reserve Bank of wow. St. Louis. But see, that talk about, too, you, you got to mention, we got to factor in home ownership mm-hmm. because of what we just mentioned. So you talk about this family, they had a house that was worth a quarter of a million. It goes back to that 225 or whatever in um, net worth, mm-hmm. right? They just lost it for taxes. Mm-hmm. There you go, mm-hmm. right? So you eliminate the home ownership, you eliminate part of the net worth. Mm-hmm. So, but it works against you in a market where the property values are falling, like when we go through a crash or something. Or does it? It depends on the situation. It can. It, because you may have built up. So, like most of these people in this article, they brought these homes for seven thousand. So even if property values dropped, they didn't drop back. Was to it a seven. recession in the sixties, or that was the seventies? No, I don't know when it when the last one was. I thought the eighties was pretty depressed. No, I'm saying but, the reason why. Oh, when I they brought that, these homes. So this particular house that they're talking about, um, Grandma purchased it in 1960s. That's just what it was worth then. Yeah. So yeah, this is back at property values back then. Yeah. In some of these urban areas, the homes were all seven to twenty thousand. But it, but it wouldn't matter. So it don't matter. So you said, does it in this scenario? It doesn't matter the crash. The crash right. ain't going down that low ever. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? So even the REO price was still equal yeah. to it. So you wouldn't have been losing. Yeah. I think the other thing, you know, that we got to think about is grandma. You know, remember they were private. Mm-hmm. They don't like to tell their business, yeah. right? So yeah. in my scenario. Actually, I, I think they knew, but uh, and in some scenarios, right. the kids and the grandkids don't even know yeah. how that how far grandma is because she's too prideful to tell y'all that I ain't been paying my taxes. Yeah, that's for true whatever too. reason it right. is, you know, or they, or you know they get you know dementia is a real thing. They forget, yep. you know what I mean. Right. So that's where you know family has to be. Uh, uh, just more involved in, in the elderly's business. Okay. Yeah. I think that's I a great a, point. I got a client now, man. This is almost, it's really sad. It's sad to me, and I wanted to chew them out. It ain't my place, though. Mm-hmm. So a lady called me to come to her house to list her property. So as soon as she started talking, she was like, so who are you again? And I'm like, we had like an hour conversation before mm-hmm. we scheduled the appointment. I said, well, what I can do is, because um, she was saying she's going to move, probably move with her son, or she was going to move out of state with her daughter. So I said, why don't you get them on the phone? We schedule something like a Zoom or something where I can talk to them. Now, this lady is living in Detroit by herself. Mm-hmm. She's like close to 80 or whatever. She's probably older than 80 now. This was a year. Well, I know she's older now. Um, but she has a, a relative that's here, but he's further up north. And she has a son that lives and they're letting her live here in this house. And like every few months, she's calling me like, I want to sell my house. Not in Grandma Rosedale. 
No, oh, this okay. is this is like right. Eight Mile, um, Greenfield, Evergreen. Because we have a lady area. just like this. And she's, but she's not only calling me, she's calling other realtors. Mm-hmm. And she's calling other service contractors and all mm-hmm. of this. So I'm like, why are y'all letting her stay in this house by herself? And she's just kind of opening up to anybody. And I'm like, this is risky. And it's like, have you checked the taxes for her? You can go online and check the yeah. taxes. Stop by and look at her paperwork to make sure. And they talk about that in here, too. Like, you got to start paying attention to the signs. Are they just letting the mail build up? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on in their life? Because, like you said, some of them are private, but some of them are, you know, they 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 got dementia mm-hmm. or something like that. And they don't know. And you just so busy with your life, you just forget Forgetting. about them. They didn't know. So this happened to, so I don't know if you remember, but the lady came over to Penrod. She did the same, it was the same thing. As a matter of fact, so when she was talking to me, at first I thought she was, uh, she was, she understood that she right. was, uh, uh, you know, understanding what she was saying. Right. But after we got to talking, she had her grandson in the car with her. Right. And I got to hear, and I'm like, damn, you know, I, my grandmother passed from uh, Alzheimer's. Okay. So I'm like, okay. Uh, I was, I, you can see the signs easy. Yeah. I was like, can you call your son right now? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, dog, get him on the phone. Like, bro, you, you, have you ever had her? You know, and I know people are sensitive about that. Right. But have you, you know, your mom is out here with your son. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know if you know anything about dementia, but, you know, and I'm not trying to... Uh, wish that on nobody, but right. you know what I mean? She got a lot of the signs, you know what I mean? Right. They kind of took that personal. Yeah. You know what I'm yep. saying? So it's crazy. Like, yeah. that, you, that's why I was wondering if, because this was about, we had Penrod about a year or so mm, ago. Yep. That's why when you said that, I was wondering if it was the same area. Right. But it was, she was driving. Yep. With a kid. Yeah. Her grandson in the car. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Man. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's part of it too. So like having your affairs in order, but uh, sometimes the kids just really got to just check on the parents and get involved, mm-hmm. even though they don't want you to. Oh my, my grandma's stubborn, or my mom's stubborn, my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that don't stop you from looking after their best interests. Yeah, oh. um, I had one of those. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, so the question is, uh, went to sell grandmother's house, and I don't think this means necessarily while this person is still living. I think this is a uh, you know after, after right. you know the person has passed away, and now it's left to the state. So we have the opportunity to keep the property or let it go. I literally had this with uh, my mom's condo. I still, I, I wish I had it. Yeah. Um, you know, I sold it way yeah. too soon. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's but on how me. would you have known? How, exactly. Right. So that's the question. Right, like when I was exactly when I was thinking about this coming over here, I'm just like, you know, a lot of property that I sold. Being a knowledgeable person in the industry, mm-hmm. you know, we still had no clue. Never could have imagined that this was going to be like it is again. You're yeah. Right. Like, right. We, yeah. I mean, so I don't think that you have, that you, we're not a um, future. We don't, we can't read the future, right? Yeah. We can't tell the future, right? right? Um, I think that the time to sell is if you can't afford to to keep it. Right. You can't okay. afford right. to pay the taxes and, and upkeep the house. The then you might need to sell it. You know right. what I mean? Right. But if you can, it's real estate. It's, right. It's an asset. It's asset. It's land. Right? They're... Right. So keep it if you can. All bags matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it, that that's the point. Like, some people, some people need to sell because they can't maintain it. They mm-hmm. can't afford it. Mm-hmm. But... They have the, other reasons that they may need to sell, too. Mm-hmm. It may be to leverage that right. 
piece of property. Right. You use it to invest, like we was talking mm-hmm. about earlier. Mm-hmm. You got two hundred and fifty thousand in equity. You want to use it, maybe the family can go out and start a business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That may outperform what you would have got from this property. Yeah. Right. By keeping it a hold. Or what you saved in 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 rent or another mortgage. Exactly. Right. So, but it goes back to being understanding finances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the key. Um. So we we know traditionally over the years, even though real estate will go like this, but it's still trending upwards. Mm-hmm. So these prices they paid seven thousand or whatever, they never really went back to that, even during the crash. So mm-hmm. it's still trending upwards. Mm-hmm. You just gotta decide. Even investors that come here now and buy in Detroit, they're like, Oh, I wanna buy these twenty, thirty thousand dollar homes. But yeah, but can you afford to maintain them until these areas start turning around? Mm-hmm. Most of them can't, right? Because they only got a twenty or thirty thousand dollar budget, so they can't even afford to pay the taxes in the maintenance, right? Which leads to your next question, though. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you know what? I'm not even on the question side. I'm on my notes side. Where we at? Uh, the next question being, uh, <laughs> how do you know when the area is turning around, right? When you see okay. them bike lanes, they start, and they start putting them little No, look, that's a real thing. Yeah. I swear I used to tell Shaka all the time, like, do you see the mogo bikes? He used to be like... Right. What? What? What are you? What? Hey, when they when when you get when you <laughs> like get like, bikes, a, like what are you talking about the Whole Foods, uh, maybe a Starbucks, the bike lanes, salons. Yeah, you start seeing you start seeing things being developed for people that that outside of the people that normally live there. Right. I thought I was about to say. So you start yeah. seeing improvements. Yeah. For a different a different market of people, the roads look better. Yeah, different ethnicity. <laughs> like, period. So you could just say bluntly in Detroit, right? When you started, Detroit is mainly black area, right? When you start seeing other ethnicities start to move in, right? And they mm-hmm. walking well, and running and riding bikes. I can I can say this: Bruh. it's not <laughs> it's it's race, but it's also income levels and class. Mm. And what I mean by that is, so like there's areas where uh, a Starbucks and a Whole Foods won't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the income levels are not going to support mm-hmm. that business. That- so when these people put these businesses in there and they're developing certain type of um, shopping centers or whatever, they've done research on income levels, who's moving in. If you look at, like, there's web- websites that tell you, like, where money moves or something like that. You can tell where people are changing to and why they're moving there, right? So if you start seeing like income levels rising just because the average income or median income for an area rising because different people are moving in, then you start developing uh, retail spaces and all of that for mm-hmm. the but, people that's going to. But by that time, it's too late. But you no, saw yeah. that prior too. So uh, over there, where you, ha- I think this got to be near near your house over there. Um, uh, Santa Rosa is by Bagley. Is that back? And then what's yeah. next to Bagley, where all those houses where the um, where's like the the uh, duplexes, um, and they had a lot of conversions over there. Oh, that's Bagley. That, Wisconsin, that's Bagley still. Yeah. All right. So there was no Starbucks or none of that stuff there. Right. However, I'm in the middle of the hood. I'm right. not from Detroit, right? Right. So when I come down here, you know, I know where I'm at, where I'm at, right? Right. But I'm in I'm at this particular house in Bagley, I guess. Right. And I see uh, a little white lady come right. out of the house with her little dog. Right. I said, "Shit, 
this, you know what I'm saying? Right. I was looking around like, do y'all see this shit? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, what's going on? So that was prior to the bike lanes and all that stuff. Yeah. Because she was right. walking over. Because some uh, of these people, um, you know, people that are not black, they have been there for 30, 40 years and they're still there. So you have that as well. Yeah. yeah and those, that, some but of those areas were right. always like some of the top areas. It's just yeah. that now you got more. Because the same area high. that he's talking about, I'm sorry, right. but that's like, you know, my mom used to, that's the fashion district. We used right. to go over there and go to Ada's, the shoe store. Yeah. We used to go to Baskin and Robbins. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, you know, and for my mom, you know, she's very like high sedity. You know right. what I mean? So the, the income like Reggie said, in that particular area was traditionally there. But this right. place was dilapidated. I don't care. It, it, went, it no went no income there. It, this, it dropped. This was it beat dropped down. Came, but I, what, what she's saying is that was always a, a higher That's income cool, but area. not when I saw it. So what I'm saying is when I went over there, the way in the world, y'all could no, do nothing there. No, what it I'm was saying, like a bomb well, you were saying, dropped you, Oh, your point he was... Probably, he probably talked about Fitzgerald. He could badly. be Fitzgerald. You might be talking. Or yeah. Marygrove. This was... I'm Where we were. This is what I'm saying. I hear everything y'all saying, but we're right. talking about the signs of when you know to that yeah. the area is turning. So we're not talking about areas that didn't turn. So you're, you you don't need that sign in in certain Sherwood. No, I'm saying in, in certain Sherwood, Bagley, in certain areas you don't need a sign. People stay there and they've been there long term, right? Right. But in certain areas in Detroit or in in other inner cities, there were areas where there were looked like there was literally bombs dropped there and. All the houses are dilapidated. You don't. There's no no uh, street lights. You don't want to be there, right? right? Even in the daytime, and let all alone of a at sudden night. It starts but changing. if I if I'm near in the daytime and I see this lady with her baby dog, her little bitty uh, Chihuahua, whatever kind of dog it was, walking out <laughs> in the middle of the hood, that's a telltale sign. That's that's the sign that, I need. That one lady. Yeah, it could be. Right. It could yeah, be. Like it so let me. Is, you 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 have to also consider the people. You know who have probably been there. As then, well, then, then well let me like, let me tell you. Let's so, talk about when it changes. So let me let me tell you this, right? Aside from the um, the bike lanes and all that, I use that as a joke, but yeah. it's it's, sure. it's real. Sure. And when they put the speed bumps in, it looked like a sight bike or something Man. like that, right? <laughs> Them but, speed bumps, you be about to kill yourself on here, Them ones. Here's the true sign of when the area is turning around, right? Let's say you're in an area that that crash. It don't matter what the price point was, but let's say the houses are selling for fifty thousand, right? In this area, it crashed. It went down. It used to be a hundred and eighty thousand, fifty thousand, right? And people are buying these homes. Nothing new. Everybody's buying these homes for fifty thousand. Um, maybe some investors are buying them, and you're looking at the comps. And all the cops say fifty to sixty thousand. So now you kind of know the sleep. You're like, oh, houses are only worth fifty to sixty thousand. The true sign, what you pay attention for, is not what they brought it for; it's what they put into it. Because some of these homes, you'll see people pay fifty, sixty thousand, and they're turning into a two unit or a conversion, or they're going. They won't just put on a new roof; they'll do an addition. Those are true signs that an area is getting ready to change. Because if you got homeowners that were going to pay 200000 in Bagley and then they go a neighborhood over, they buy a house for fifty, but they put eighty five, ninety into it, 
All they're doing is taking the same money. They're bringing it here because their money can go further for the same square footage. Mm -hmm. And that wave is going to come doing the same thing. And that's how you start getting that spillover. So don't look at what the homes are selling for. Look at what people are investing. I feel like that's still too late. So listen, I'm telling you. Well, you can start seeing it soon because you're watching the people do it. I'm going to tell you why I feel it's too late. So uh, Jay talked about this too, Mm Jay-Z. And he's talking about how they suppressed the values. Right. So when they first moved in, they didn't put money into it. This house that she came out of didn't look like a, anywhere I want to live. Right. It didn't look like she went in there unless it was inside. It was like coming to America. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, they probably so would. they, you know, when when gentrification happens, they're not coming in and building a palace right away. They coming right. in because if they do, what's what, what's going to happen? Right. The, uh, the rest of the house, uh, are, the rest of the comps is going to increase, right? So right. now the rest of the people coming in is going to be spending more for the house. Right. No, they're not going to do it that way. They're going to come in and buy everything up while it's low. Right. And then once but they got a, enough, that's, that's a sign. But that's another no, sign. That's justification. That's justification. When you, period. That's when, how justification here, works. Here's what I'm saying. But that ties into the sign. If if bef- if before nothing was selling. Mm-hmm. Now everything's selling, even though it's selling it's low, low. Correct. I because agree with that. what I mm-hmm. mean is, okay, let's say nothing in the area has sold for more than fifty thousand. Right. And you get somebody to buy a thirty thousand dollar house, and you like, but that house needs forty thousand to rehab, mm-hmm. and they buy it anyway. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, they're buying all these houses up for thirty thousand dollars. The key word is they're buying them Minor. up, but right. they're still putting forty into them. You still think the house is worth fifty thousand? No, these houses worth seventy and eighty now. Then the next wave of people come in, they gotta pay a little bit more. Then the next wave come in, they gotta pay a little bit more. Next thing you know, it's a bike lane. I can you see I, what I'm saying? The indicator, the indicator what you said like, is buying the fact that it's moving, period. These houses sat the last year. Once years, it starts moving, sometimes all pass. those things happen before that. So like if you take the North End in particular, um, they had to clear a lot of that out. Yeah. They had to go ahead and install their bike lanes. They fixed the local transit, which is your queue yep. line. Right. Um, and they did a lot of this before people started to move in. But that with the property but was being see, um, Yeah, you start you start seeing for one, you start seeing a lot of you either start seeing a lot of demo or you start seeing a lot of permits being pulled for different stuff for either um, street improvements, um, property improvements, some Trees, type of development. Like you start mm-hmm. seeing all of this stuff going on. Put it like this. Anytime it's something unusual going on that costs money in your neighborhood, start paying attention. Period. This is my thing. I think that, you know, so pe- some people are worried about, like, you know, this next wave or this next bubble. I really think we're very far from it. However, if we come back to it, I think that the 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 things that have been traditionally valuable right. will once again be valuable, and then especially if you start um, pinpointing where you are and you're on your map. So, am I close to downtown? Right. Am I close to water? Is this a walkable, a rideable as far as a bike right. area? <clears throat> and so, if you want to get ahead of the game. Before people start moving in and buying up the property, those are the things you can look at as well. Right. I learned that from Gene and the. Uh, or, uh, it's amazing. Which one was sitting here? This oh, was Gene mind. and this was uh, Ken. Oh, Ken. Yeah. Ken. Huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? You saying. What is that? 
I learned that from uh, Gene Kelly and. Oh, no, 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 no. Look, no, this hey, is been, no, 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 I tell no. you, we was at our, no, one no, of my first office spaces. I stood uh, with him and his best friend at the time, and yeah. I drew a line <laughs> across the board, and I said, look, this is Jefferson, and this is Ferndale. Yeah, right. she did. She and. Did. If you go closest to Jefferson and stay right. along this line, mm, right. this is where we need to be. Facts. Right. However, so so as people say, sometimes <laughs> no, no, it's not hindsight. As sometimes um, you, when you said you, she for sure said that mm-hmm. this was this was in like 2018, 17 or 18. 17, 18. So right. you definitely said that, and she even went further than that. She was like, "All right, I, I guess his dumbass ain't getting it." Right. She was like, "Let's come on." She took. I, you know, I didn't want to be in, do nothing with Detroit. Right. right. She like, come, let's go for a ride and go down here. Right. She, she went down there and look, look, and she was trying to show me everything. I'm not from Detroit. Yeah, and you can't you, see. You know it. what I'm saying? Right. Right. So it's like, all right. So you are 100. percent You were well ahead of the curve. You, you were, you. I agree. You, you were on some, it. Some, some people just know what science to look for, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, but it's, it's so much research you can do to start seeing. Yeah. But most of the people living like in these situations. Most people are just living right. and they're not paying attention. And then they look up and be like, oh, what happened? Nothing nothing happens overnight like that. It's that compound effect where Period. you see a little bit of this, you see a little mm-hmm. bit of that, and then you look up. And then you start questioning, why would they put this here? Why? Mm-hmm. It's all there for a reason. Yeah, but not, a lot of these um, communities, too, they have, like, you know, um, black clubs. Yeah. And they have information you know, and the people who are looking for it, they they are into it and they're finding it and they're vocal mm-hmm. and they're part of making some of these changes. And so I think those are also, um, you know, good things to do, like going to church in your community yeah. and, you know, looking at it was posted at the rec center because like um, Rosedale Park has a rec center. Right. You know, um, just paying attention to what's happening. Right. Agreed. So listen. We we talked a lot of junk about Gene and uh, Ken's interview, right? Right. A little because they were little, yeah. Oh, the well, first I mean, one. I'm just saying because nah, I'm saying period, right? Because they were a little bit old school. Gene, uh, Gene was over here reading and oh, everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? They was talking old school um, economics, right? right? But it was real. I it was the, it was the it was. Yeah. I, I feel like it's up there with information wise. Yeah. yeah. With like uh, Kasnowski. Um, yeah, them top two. I feel yeah, like. they, those, that, those, those that, were the top two information guests. wise, right? right? Um, but what they were explaining is because they're in all that stuff right. that you're talking about. They have right. all those. They're in all those clubs, right? You know, Reggie's in that. You, you're in a lot of that stuff. Yeah, no, I'm not in it like that. But Reggie you're the president like, of like I, three, four, five clubs. I know. I just know. <laughs> I know what's available, mm-hmm. and I know where to get the information gotcha. if I need it. Mm-hmm. But it. That information is not making me money mm-hmm. now, but I know kind of. I try to stay ahead of where the direction going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but here, here's the thing: when we talk about network, I don't need to know all the information. I need to know the people that know it. Period. So that's why I know Gene and mm-hmm. Ken or y'all or mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, like collectively, we come together. What do you know? What do I know? What can we bring together? Mm-hmm. So when we talk about these families, you talking about a family? I don't. He said he's mentioned people as if it was several siblings. Yeah. They couldn't collectively come together and figure this out. Mm-hmm. Right. So 
That's what we have to do. And somebody research, somebody check, hell, check Zillow. Somebody call a realtor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Somebody um, answer a cash for homes ad and see what call they're Call five realtors. So yeah. this was published December 28th, 2021. So this young man is still probably 26 unless he had a birthday here recently. Yeah. And they sold the house in 2015. He like so look, I want to... 2015? Yeah, but I want to talk about this one though, right? Because this one, I have posted this on Instagram where the lady ended up marrying a realtor because he was just dope. It ain't my wife, just somebody else. So her grandma, her grandma brought this house for like 23000 back in 69 and 15 years ago. So that would have been 2000, what? Right. This was 21, so 2006, right? So at that time, she was considering selling. The realtor was like, Oh, you can get two twenty for it. Mm. So, that, you ain't said nothing yet. So, in '69, Grandma paid twenty three thousand. In two thousand and eight, around the time of the market was still depressed, she could have got two hundred and twenty. Now, most of us would have been, especially during that time, people that was hurting, they would have been like two twenty. Grandma only paid twenty three. It's paid off two twenty. It's some. 220, 250. 200, mm-hmm. What you gonna do with 200,000, mm-hmm. right? That's some good money. The, the, this plan. <laughs> you know, the realtor told her, I don't think you should sell it. Mm. Right? So most, most realtors, are, I, I tell people, yeah, you can sell it, you can get this, but so you might wanna hold on. Eight. Eight, it was worth 220. 220. Oh, that was the six hundred. It was the highest as far as it was going to go. This was like that Maryland, D.C. Oh, okay. DC. Across the world, though. It didn't matter where yeah. you was. That's no, but I'm trying to see what the value right. currently is. So right. let me, because let if you West East, that shit could be a I wanna, million. <laughs> I want to ask you right. so you in that situation, what you saw, yes or no? Yeah. What you saw, yes or no? Just no. quick. No, no. He lied. Even though a realtor told you could do a lot with two twenty. The realtor told him not to sell. Yeah, but you got two twenty cash. You're not no. listening to your. He no. would have been like, "Use your Listen. brain." So I would use my wait, brain. Wait, can we just <laughs> argue? So, what no. would you have to deal with two twenty like, cash? I'm using my brain. You personally, my brain. Oh, you're talking, oh, you're about yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Me it's free and clear. Yeah, yeah, yes, you yes. got two twenty cash yes, in two thousand and eight. Yes, yes. You could have brought a lot of property. He finally told you. No, no, no. Listen. So he's saying you personally. Yes. Yes, but but let me tell you why why I was hesitant. Right, hesitant only because you. All right, even if you sell for two twenty, right. what can you go buy? Now, if I can go buy, no, this so, was two thousand and eight. I got you, but I mean, it still was two twenty. So but it's not I'm like I'm gonna be able to go buy in the was, area. Her house two twenty, but I'm saying it. you. Shaka, knowing what you know, with gotcha. two hundred twenty thousand yes. cash, yeah. you would have sold, yes. right? Yeah. I probably would have sold too. Mm-hmm. Her realtor told her not to sell. Mm-hmm. Not that he was like, oh, absolutely don't sell it. Like, but he was suggesting, up. like, mm-hmm. maybe like, the realtor knew some things that, that you don't know. You don't know, right? right? So fast and that's forward. That's why I'm saying no. So, right. so fast forward, guess how much the house worth now? 700. I say triple, yeah, 750. Not even close. Double that? It's worth 1.2 million. Oh, yeah. I hit it. So, so, take it so look. So look, See. they asked her, say, well, how do you feel about that? Mm. Right? She said she feel great. She ended up marrying a realtor and they stay in the house. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so, so sometimes your realtor know what they're talking about. Period. But um, the thing that she did different than anybody, well, the other people, one other lady in the story about she got left two properties. She was smart too. 
the thing that she did was she went and talked to somebody, got consultation, and said, okay, this is what I can get now in a depressed market. Imagine what it would be when the market recovers. And she probably was in a situation where she can maintain and keep the property. That's where I was just, I was at the holiday market and um, down here Mm -hmm. in Roll Up. And I was um, standing in line and this lady, she was just talking to me. She's like, yeah, I'm in town, mom. And um, so for some reason she was talking about, maybe I told her I was a realtor, who knows? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I'm getting ready to sell my house. I'm like, where, you know, where are you from? Where you live? And she's like, oh, on the West Coast. And I think it was Oregon, something right. like that. And she's like, <clears throat> you know, I pay like 200000 for my house and we're selling it for like $2.4 million. And I'm like, I'm damn here. Oh, <laughs> Look, I'm trying not to pass out, right. <laughs> trying to maintain my professional. Yep. Like, you know, that's that's wonderful. That right. is an awesome investment that you guys must have made. Yep. But like that's those numbers are crazy. Yeah, because you think about it. So let's tie this back into generational wealth and real estate being part of your wealth. Mm-hmm. You said the average American median the median inc- net worth was two twenty five. Yeah, no, white, that's white. It was two fifty five. Two fifty five for white. It was forty three or something, or twenty three for black. Right. But here it is. She's got a million and a half just by keeping the house. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, uh, when we talk about renting versus buying, yeah, sometimes it, buy, it right? makes sense to rent, right? But <laughs> so it was in 2019, the typical white family had 184,000 in assets, while the typical black family had 23,000. Right. Mm-hmm. So you you figure out so oh the net worth, uh, the median net worth was um, so Americans who own homes in 2019, the median net worth was 255,000. So that was just Americans, right? Oh. So you you factor in in this care and this is not is every not every situation, but it's we hear it more than often. Maybe it's not a million two, maybe it's only five hundred thousand, but that alone puts you above that average, right? Mm-hmm. Just by just simply sitting and holding on to it, holding on to grandma's house, right? Because that generation of baby boomers and all of that, they were buying homes when they could, yeah. right? And they paid them off. I, I don't think our generation is probably paying our homes off. I don't think we're going to be able to leave the same. We're not leaving We're not leaving the same, the same way. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a whole different mindset. We don't work the same. We're mm-hmm. going to probably leverage everything. Mm-hmm. We're going to sell one piece of debt to go into another piece mm-hmm. of debt. So, so <clears throat> the thing that I like to say before we uh, wrap it up, that 26-year-old, you know, I, I hope that he's learned something. Yeah. You know, and it's not a bad thing. You know, his family did what, what the family had to do. But now that you're walking through that neighborhood and you've had this experience, you know, it's not firsthand, per se, because um, it was really his parents, right? Right. That, you know, is dealing with this situation. But, you know, maybe this has educated him more to be more interested in real estate, you right. know, looking and seeing what that investor did with that property. You know, maybe potentially giving him more understanding um, of the value of land and educating his children about that, you know, come the future. So I think that for me, that's 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 what it would be. It's a lesson to be learned, you know, for because it's still, you know, if we're talking about generational wealth, that's still knowledge there. Right. For sure. Right. Right. You learn 
Yeah, people mm-hmm. learn. That's why they uh, you call it Jeter. <laughs> yeah. You say because they had trust where to skip a generation. Yeah, because right. it's several so things just, in that scenario. Right. Skip all of these dummies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's several right. scenarios there where it's like you know one get that paperwork in order. You know, understand what's going to be going on with your children, the type of decisions that they're going to have to to make, and then right. if you want to leave behind something of equity in property. Right. Then you want to make sure that business is in order as best you can. But right. like you guys said, if you have some sort of like mental um, thing holding you back, right? You know, you do what you can. You know, while while you're able. For sure. So, so I want to say one thing about Jeter. Right. Right. And we it's because our last topic or our last question was about how to avoid uh, losing the family house. Right. Right. Uh, Jeter is the best answer. Right. Right. To get you an attorney and make sure you got your paperwork together. Right. Right. Everybody can't afford it, though, right? Yes and no, because mm-hmm. they have they have programs. They don't they feel have... like they can afford it. Okay, let, okay. let me say. That. I know what yeah, you're saying. You know right. what I'm saying? You, right. I mean, you just, so you know how they always say uh, it's expensive to pay your bills on, or cost to pay your bills on time, yeah. but it, it costs to uh, not pay your bills on time, costs which costs a lot you more, more, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? So yes, uh, you may feel like it's expensive to pay Jeter. But right. when you see a situation like that happen, you're going to feel like it was, that was way more than what it was going to cost to pay Jeter, right? Right. I got, so like Jeter, when <laughs> yeah, she did yeah. my state, I originally went to, the, or do I want a will or a trust? She went to everything. Like if I get sick, I lose my mind, I get dementia, what, all that stuff is covered. Mm-hmm. Who's to do what? Who has control of what? Mm-hmm. So like, and, and it wasn't that expensive, mm-hmm. but to somebody on a fixed income, it could be. Mm-hmm. But they have uh, attorneys that do stuff for discounts for mm-hmm. seniors and all that. You can you can get it. Legal yeah. So my stuff. dad right now is taking advantage of the attorneys that are given to him from being a retiree from General Motors, right. getting all of his legal paperwork together and his estate planning. So all of you people out there who you know still are able to benefit from right. those, pro, you know. Yeah. Oh, so or General Bob, Motors, yeah, like yeah. whatever it is, your pensions, the, the attorneys, the UAW, yeah. 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 Do that. And so those people that can't, though. Right. Uh, so you got a family, right? We're talking about generational wealth. We're right. talking about grandma who has her kids and then, right. her, and then the grandkids. Right. Pull your money together and get your and get your paperwork together. The fair scenario. Right. right. You know, right. pull everybody at the end of the day is going to uh, potentially uh, mm-hmm. benefit from this, you right. know what I'm saying, at some point. So why don't y'all pull, pull your money together and, uh, you know, be responsible. Yeah, yeah, I got a friend, right, um, and I don't know if I'm telling the story right, but from my understanding, they have, you know, regular meetings, probably like quarterly mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. And they have, like, you know how you do with a family reunion where you have, like, your dues? Like, mm-hmm. they have family dues, mm-hmm. you know, that they, mm-hmm. they put in for if a family member needs something. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm, it's a cool idea. I'm so glad you said Super that. Um, my wife uh, had me read this book called Family Wealth Keeping in the Family. Mm-hmm. I even gave it away to people as Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. So reading that book, and it talked about, like, the Rockefellers and different families. And I was like, damn, we always say um, we can't do business with family and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute. Your family reunion is a business because hey. you, you pick three, maybe five people. To handle everything, collect the money. So that's your treasurer and your board of mm-hmm. directors, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody chip in. Everybody benefits at the end. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You even wear uniforms, some ugly T-shirts, yeah. right? <laughs> but 
every every year or every five years y'all doing the same thing that is a running operating business why you can't do that with other stuff so it's like mindset yeah so it's just like organizing it documenting stuff what to do and and one thing that we know for sure a family reunion process lives on because the people like when we was younger, maybe it was our aunties, right? Mm-hmm. Now they're the elders, and they don't do that work. Somebody else jump in and do it. Us well, do it. How did they know to do it? Because somebody left instructions. This is what we did the previous year. It's just like a business. Mm-hmm. You leave instructions, policy, and procedure manuals, and you pass it along to the next board of directors. 100%. It's the same thing. Name that book again, Rich. It's called Family Wealth Keeping It in the Family. They didn't, they not paying me or sponsoring, so I'm only gonna say it once. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, like it's still a good. But no, resource. it's a it's a it's a hell of a read because I learned that um, some of these rich families they had kids that didn't want to be in the business, mm-hmm. and that some of their kids said, "My business is the family," and like. Um, I forgot which one. It was one, either one of the Forrest or Rockefellers. He didn't want anything to do with the business, but his his objective was to make sure everybody in the family had like their wills, trusts, all their financial affairs and stuff in order. So it was like that became his business. That's a good idea. So all right, guys. All right, that's a wrap. <laughs>